The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 
and people call me a Cardi piece of shit. Kenny corrected me, he said, no, I know this guy a little bit. That's really how Brian thinks. So in that case, if that's really how you think, I guess I was wrong. You're not a carny piece of shit. Because if you think like that, then you're just a mark like all of these people. And by the way, who do you think you are coming in here dictating who gets title matches? We run this place. He's Shut a world up. champion. I'm here to talk to Kenny Omega. You know, someday this will be about the title. But right now, it's just about who's better. Let's give the people what they want. Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. What do you say? We say no way! There's no, 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 no! Not a chance! Shut up, you piece of shit! I came here to talk to Kenny Omega. But but maybe I shouldn't have. Maybe I shouldn't have because I came to AEW to fight the best bout machine. I came here to fight the god of professional wrestling. But since I've been here, all I've seen is a guy who hangs out with a bunch of goofy stooges. Who lets this piece of shit Talk for him. You know, oh. You know, I, I heard the rumors that maybe you've lost your confidence, that maybe you've lost a step, but I don't think that's true. I just think you've lost your balls. So what do you say? Yes or no? So you say you want the best bout machine? You say you want the god of pro wrestling. My answer is yes. Oh man, that did not make Callus happy. What a dream match. Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, 
one on one. Wow. Benito and Carlos Irzate. Um, <laughs> you're listening to The Skirmish, presented by the PWC. Uh, you might be listening to us on the PW Hustle, on Hitting the Marks Network, on or on our very own feed. If you're listening live, cool. Hey, how's it going? Um, whatever you're listening to us on, thank you so much for being here and for listening. Uh, Jimmy and I appreciate it. Um, I'm Christopher Ams. That's uh, A-M-D-S, like lambs with Noel, or like uh, bullshit first in the morning. And uh, I'm here with my uh, my co-host, the boss himself, uh, the man from down under, Jimmy T. 
How's it going, bud? I am flattered, actually, that you called me the boss. But funny enough, Chris, I actually put you down as the co-founder of the PwC. So that makes you a boss, bro. <laughs> I might be the CEO, but, but you're a boss. All right, cool. I'm, I've got like a Cody thing going on then. Cool, cool. Uh, a bit higher than Cody, actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Not exactly an EVP, but fucking way above that. You know what you are, dude? I get it. I'm Tony Khan, and you're Tony Khan's dad. Well, not quite, because we both funded this shit, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? That does, I not, not exactly, not exactly, but maybe fucking president, you're, you're the president, and I'm the chief, you know what I mean? I guess. <laughs> Something good. along Sounds those lines. <clears throat> Alright, well, that's cool, man. That's, uh, it's all good. I'm, I'm stoked, and, uh, yeah, man, let's get into this show, because I, I don't know what you, I don't know what you felt, man. I thought this was a really good dynamite. I agree, man. It was actually a, a pretty good dynamite. Like I was saying to you off the air, I was getting a lot of internet issues, but you know, <laughs> I still managed to watch it, and it was it was a fun show, man. It was better than two weeks ago, that's for sure. Right on, right on. Well, uh, bienvenido to El Gato, um, hey. who's just joined us. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. Uh, we've got, uh, we're, we're coming to you from New Jersey. Um, CM Punk opens up the show. He's wearing Adidas shell toes. So, uh, everything I've ever said bad about CM Punk, I take back because Adidas shell toes are always the word, are, are always the way to go. Um, he's, he's doing the announcing for this week. And I gotta say, um, even before we get started, I loved CM Punk on commentary this week. I don't know if he's he's always this good, but he was great this week. What did you think, Jim? I agree. He was actually was great, and I actually forgot for a minute that it was CM Punk, if that makes any sense. But yeah. in saying that, is it just me, Chris, or has the love fucking train with uh, CM Punk kind of starting to fade, bro? I feel like it's starting to become more of a normal pop. Like he's still very popular, but it's, you know, I mean, you couldn't expect him to be able to continue on from when he first came back. That pop was just insane. It was the first time anybody had really heard cult of personality in seven fucking years. But oh, um, sure. it, it was definitely a bit uh, muted tonight. It was less for sure. Oh, a lot muted, I felt, man. Con considering those bigger pops for other wrestlers, let's just say, but we'll get to that. And I just want to say, they were in Jersey, weren't they? Was it, or is it like Jersey? However you say it. <laughs> it's jazzy. And, uh, uh, Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, I, I liked, I liked a lot of this stuff. So, uh, so, we're starting off with a match. It's Adam Cole versus Frankie Gazarian. Um, I don't like Adam Cole, but apparently New Jersey fucking loves Adam Cole because he got Jeez. a huge pop coming out. <laughs> Absolutely, man. He, I was actually quite su not not surprised, but considering how low key Punk's kind of like pop was, this was freaking blowing the roof off. Yeah, I mean, man. what can I say, Adam Cole, baby? Adam Cole, baby. 
Um, <laughs> I like I like Punk again. He says uh, he calls the Prudential Center, which is the building that they're in in Jersey. He calls the Prudential Center the house that Martin Brodeur built. Um, as a Canadian, I fucking love that. That's a hockey reference for all of you Philistines and awful people who don't know about hockey. Uh, <laughs> the devils, so, baby. The devils. Um, the match itself uh, starts off with some catches, catch can wrestling. Um, Cole eventually dumps Kaz out of the ring. Uh, <laughs> I will say, Kazarian looks like he's a fucking like super heavyweight in there tonight, which is just sort of making me chuckle yeah. the whole time. It's like, pretty oh, man, shocking, this guy's dude. small. He's <laughs> fucking tiny. They should call him Tiny Tim because he's fucking tiny, man. And and like we said, I'm, I know we bashed him one fucking evening about how small Adam Cole is, baby. But make no mistake about it, we're fucking fans of the guy. I really am. I'm a fan of his, for real. I'm not, I'm not just saying that. But what the fuck is wrong with his mouth? Uh, maybe he lost his smile. Oh, oh, where have I heard that before, baby? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm being serious. It looks like he's got a lump or he's chewing tobacco all the time. Like, I don't know. There's something off with his mouth, but I don't know. Maybe I'm seeing things. Yeah, no, maybe. I, I'm not sure. I, the, he's just, he's a weird looking dude and he looks kind of like he's, I don't know. He looks like somebody um, took Shawn Michaels and then, like, dehydrated him. You know, like, when you get dehydrated food? It looks like that's what happened. That's who Adam Cole is. Well, get this, Chris. Would you – you know what's funny? Would you believe the guy is freaking – I mean, Shawn Michaels is, like, six foot one, six two, and we used to call yeah, him small. I know, <laughs> What's man. Adam Cole, 5'7"? I Honestly. And, like, the thing is, is, like, Adam Cole definitely looks small, but – I mean, it's a matter of perspective too, you know. Like if 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 they keep him away from the really really big guys, it's not going to be too much of a detriment. Um, right. You know, it's like it's like it's like you know you you take a look at like Dame Lillard, right? And you watch yeah. him play basketball, and you're like, man, that guy's super fucking short. He's like six foot tall. He's not short. He's no, he's just absolutely. in a land of fucking giants, you know. Absolutely, man. It's true. And, I, and I'm a fan of Lillard too, man. Damien Lillard's a fucking gun, bro. Oh, man. That guy needs a trade. He needs to get the. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all you Portland fans out there. Portland's a very nice city, but you guys, I don't know, man. You don't know what you're yeah. doing with your basketball team. Damien Lillard is wasting away in the wind. Especially when CJ Cullum is not the fucking number two that he's meant to be. You know what I'm saying? No, sorry. I feel you, man. I feel I you. I said it. I fucking said it. <laughs> oh, man. Ray, who's booing? Fuck, what the hell? Yeah, anyway, fuck you guys. Yeah, um, fuck you guys. I, so, listen, I like Kaz, and I know that Adam Cole is a good wrestler, but these guys seemed a little out of sync. Um, yeah. There was at least three times in this match where Kaz very clearly, like, lost his footing. Do you know what I mean? Like, he fell... <laughs> He was supposed to do a backflip and land on his feet. He wound up sort of falling forward and then getting back up. There was another spot where it was it was a very similar thing. Um, I don't know. It, I did like the fact that like they had a uh, they've been doing quite a bit of like callbacks to Bret Hart um, yes. on this show, <laughs> and you know I love it. Um, so they did a little bit of that here as Kaz was trying to lock in the crossface from behind, and uh, Cole pushed off the middle rope and did a backflip into a pin 
a la Bret Hart and Piper. Um, That was only a two count, uh, but I still love it because every single time you can reference Bret Hart, I'm like, awesome. Um, Anyway, the match ends via a Panama Sunrise and then a knee to the back of the head. I don't know what he calls that move. I don't know what he's going to call that move, but whatever it is, um, it doesn't look as impressive as the Panama Sunrise, so I'm not really sure. What do you mean, the Canadian Destroyer? Well, <laughs> yes, but like I don't know, man. I to me, the Canadian Destroyer is dead. I like. I just imagine that they're. I just imagine that they're like hitting somebody with a knee now every time they do a Canadian Destroyer. Because it used to be that that move was a move, and it was an incredible move. And when somebody Absolutely. hit that fucking move, it meant the match was over. Yeah, no, you're right, man. It's sad. And don't get me wrong, I don't mind the name, the Panama fucking, um, fuck. I've just Sunrise. gone blank. Sunrise. That's it. Panama Sunrise. I actually don't mind the name of the of the move, but it's a fucking Canadian destroyer. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Just call it that, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the Canadian destroyer is dead. It's uh, treated the same way as a sharpshooter is now. There's, like, Oof. never... No one will ever get a finish with the Canadian Destroyer ever again because <laughs> nobody will believe it. <laughs> Shit. And I just want to say, you're right about Kaz. Kaz has become a fucking clut, bro. I mean, he, he's so, like, clumsy. But yeah, and it's weird he, to see. Yeah, I mean, he's getting up in age, to be fair. But why is he called the fucking Elite Destroyer or Hunter, sorry, when he fucking keeps losing to the Elite? Like, seriously. Yeah, it's like it's like you know when like those super rich ladies like name their little pussy ass kid Hunter and they should have named him Deer in Headlights because like it's like no you don't understand like your kid's a little bitch why would you name him Hunter? <laughs> yeah, well that's true. <laughs> but more importantly, why don't we call him the Elite Hunter because he's, there's nothing elite about fucking Kazarian right now the way right. he's portrayed at all and also he's the worst hunter ever he's he's <laughs> the hunter who goes out hunting moose and then gets trampled to death but he's he's gotten trampled to death every single time he's gone out hunting yeah uh, i don't know i don't get it it's stupid i mean uh, yeah just quit it fucking kaz kazarian yeah, please i i mean and he's he's you i mean i have thought that he's one of the most dependable guys on the roster but lately it's like I don't know, man. I I don't know if he's just <laughs> tired or what, but well, man, yeah, I guess he, he looks clumsy. I, he does look clumsy. He really does. I guess it's fucking hard, fucking hunting elites, bro. I guess hard so. Work. It's <laughs> definitely hard. Um, speaking of which, hey, uh, who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? I'm sick of hearing that already. And yes, Mike D, you're right. It is called <laughs> the last shot. I'm talking about Adam Cole's knee. Oh, Adam Cole's little that you're talking about, uh, right? Cool. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Continue on, Chris. All right. Um, So he says nobody can keep up with the elite. Uh, There's three people that he's really mad at since he's been back, and that's Luchasaurus, Christian Cage, and Jungle Boy. And I have no idea why he's mad at them. They haven't really done anything to him like you kicked jungle boy in in the elbow like he didn't do anything to you uh 
Anyway, he challenges <laughs> the three of them to a six-man match uh, against Cole and the Bucks. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any excitement about that? I like that. Just sounds like it's going to be a shit show. In it sounds like it's going to be an absolute fucking garbage match with people jumping all over the place and doing flips and no selling everything. All I can hear right now is YMCA. Yes, that's why everybody want to sing YMCA. That's all that goes through my head, bro. As you said that, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Like you said, there's gonna be a fucking spot fest, acrobatic showdown. Yeah. Not a fan. Um, okay, so next up, we've got a little package here to let us know that the Lucha Brothers are going to face off against Butcher and Blade on Friday. Uh, could be a good match. I'm looking forward to seeing it. That's all I really have to say about that. Yeah, for sure. No doubt about it, man. I mean, just, just to be honest, this show, well, this show is kind of in the shadow of next week, to be honest, and I'm looking forward to that, but we'll touch on that a bit later. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, the New York shows, they're always going to bring it. But um, anyways, uh, Tony is backstage with Fuego Del Sol. Um, apparently, he's going to put his car on the line so that he can challenge Miro on Friday. Uh, that's a right. that's a really bad bet, Jim. That's, that's a, a re- really bad bet. I mean, but it's a huge bet. It's, uh, it's huge, and it's... Um, <laughs> really really stupid uh i popped because uh, after they after they played that they come back to the booth and punk says he really needs to teach these kids certain things like how not to gamble <laughs> i laughed i literally laughed out loud <laughs> in my chair i was like that's good uh, fucking punk and his little fucking wink winks yep he uh he's definitely good at that uh <laughs> up next we've got mjf uh He's getting nuclear heat before he even starts talking, and I fucking love it. I'm like, oh, MJF is such a great heel. He's so good at this. The people fucking hate him literally before he even starts talking. Absolutely, man. He's a fucking heat magnet. But you know what? I said it last week. You know, he he's, he's a master at cheap heat, but I want to see MJF actually generate legit heat without having to fucking you know, go with the low blows if you get my drift. Because I want to see what he's really capable of, you know what I mean? Because you and I could do that and get fucking heat, you know? Oh, I mean, honestly, and I would love that. I mean, I, I personally, like, if I was, I don't know, like, I understand that people have, like, certain entrance themes and that's their entrance theme. But, like, I've always thought, like, man, if I was, like, a UFC fighter and I was, like, going into New Jersey to fight somebody who was, like, from New Jersey... I would play like I love New York City, like as I'm coming into the fucking cage, just to piss everybody off. You know what I mean? Like just really, really get the heat. But anyway, uh, MJF definitely gets the heat here. He talks down Jersey. He calls their hockey team mid, which right now is not true. They are bottom. They are. They are shit. They are really bad. So the devils are fucking stuck in hell, are they? They are, uh, oh my goodness, man. I like, and it's not, I'm not saying that because I like it. I'm also a Red Wings fan. So, like, I'm not saying, like, like, haha, your team sucks. I'm just saying, like, they are not a middle of the road team. They're at the back oh. of the fucking pack right now with the Red Wings and 
the Buffalo Sabres. Like those three teams. Ouch. Not going to have a good year. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh... Oh, we got laughter. Apparently, people find that funny. Can you believe that, Chris? Uh, Jeez. The, our audience is awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so MJF gets a shut the fuck up chant, which uh, I laugh every single time I hear that. I'm like, oh, you guys just really don't want to have a TV show, eh? Like, you just, you don't want one? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, look what WB's doing, man. They're just silencing everybody right now, including their own wrestlers. Oh, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> WWE is awful. I, I can't even. I Honestly, I can't even. Um, MJF says he wants to have a conversation with Brian Pillman Sr. So he starts by looking up at the sky and saying, <laughs> Mr. Pillman? Oh, never mind. And then he looks down <laughs> to indicate that Brian Pillman's actually in hell and says, Hey, Jesus Brian, I got to talk to you. <laughs> oh. Well, oh, shit. The abyss is coming, Chris. The abyss. <laughs> the abyss. And we're not talking about fucking the actual abyss, the wrestler, but yeah, I think that was Brian from the grave. I don't know, man, what was going on there. But that was good, bro. <laughs> Once he looked oh, up dude. and looked straight down, ouch. Oh, it was that's literally I literally have that like written here. I have looking to the sky and switches to the ground, period. Ouch, period. <laughs> So He's such a little fucking piece of shit, man, MJF. Oh, but that's awful. how good he is, bro. Oh, yeah, he, gets an, he gets an asshole chant. Um, and then like an absolute fucking pro, okay, because this crowd was not going to chant for Pillman, but he's like, he's an absolute fucking pro because he goes, you know, even even if you start cheering and chanting for this for this idiot and his son's last name. Pillman, 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 and he got the fucking crowd to chant their name, which is like, dude, this guy is so next level. He's commanding the crowd. Like, <laughs> God, he's fucking good. Um, he's good. He's good. Anyway, uh, Pillman jumps in. Uh, he clears the ring this time. Um, both Wardlow and MJF get sent out to the to the to the uh, ringside area. It was a a better ending than it was last week anyway. Like it didn't like, I don't, I still am like, man, I'm worried about Brian. I don't know how they can get him back after last week, but Oof. it was better this week than it was last week. At least. Absolutely. I mean, look, if you saw any of his stuff in MLW, he's, he was a completely different Brian Pillman jr. Man. He was so much better over there than the way he's being portrayed in AEW. We see little glimpses, but he's not quite the same dude. You know what I'm saying? And I don't get who he pissed off, but the way they put him down last week was pretty harsh, man. I get it. It's professional wrestling, blah, blah, blah. But even I would have been uncomfortable if I was a Pillman, man, especially if I was Brian Pillman. I'd be like, fuck yeah. that. You ain't seen that shit. No, even I, if I'd you... be like, I'd be like, fuck it, say that shit, but then I literally need to bloody him like he well needs yeah to exactly he needs his heat back absolutely yeah for sure definitely you're right but yeah. you got nothing <laughs> nothing at all so i'm hoping that they can do something with this match that'll get me interested again because i really want to cheer for brian pillman jr but right now it's like i don't know man like 
dude literally called your mom methany and said that you oh, should have been aborted bitch, and you finished Oof. that segment like on the ground cowering while mjf left i damn that's, that's cold man that's fucking hell yeah like would say like the what greeks would say hell yeah pretty much means ugly dude i mean seriously that was just mm. He he shed on not only Brian but his whole family, his dad, everything, bro. His mum, the mum, Methany, like seriously, oh shit. I mean, he ain't lying. He ain't lying, bro. Yeah, I mean, where's the lie? But <laughs> where is the lie? <laughs> Please, someone correct us. I mean, where's the lie? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't lying. No, um, you know, but at this point, it like. I don't know, man. Some things are just like, you don't fucking say that even if it's not a lie, you know, like, like I love, like I love Bret Hart. Right. But like, there's like, I think it's pretty clear that at one point he really wanted to have sex with himself. Like, like like that's how in love with himself he is. But it's like, you don't just fucking say that to him. You know what I mean? You don't just walk up to Bret and say that because you'd be right, but it doesn't mean you fucking say that shit. Jeez, that's a big pop, bro. Uh, <laughs> I mean, shit, you said it. Hey, and he's Canadian. He can't say it, all right? That's right. I'm allowed to say whatever I want. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of Canadians, uh, Christian is on our screen next. He's with the Express. They're backstage. <clears throat> uh, the only thing that I thought was kind of clever here was Christian says uh, – uh, Adam Cole, since you're used to losing Wednesday night wars, you might as well get used to losing on Fridays too. <laughs> uh, that was, that was a like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well, it's true. You ain't lying. I mean, but what's Christian fucking bragging about suddenly? Like, like, like he's part of Team AEW, and all along he's always has been. Like Jesus Christ, Christian Cage, calm the fuck down a little bit, bro. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just ease up a little, bro. <laughs> yeah. Just chill out a little bit. Okay. You're the impact champion. Okay. So let's let's not laugh. make fun of the let's not make fun oh, of the third shit. best wrestling company when you're like the champion of the eighth best wrestling company. <laughs> oh shit. That's that's a stinger right there. And I'm not talking about fucking Steve Borden, because that's what we got tonight also. Well, we'll get to uh, that too. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Um, all yeah, right, next great. up here we've got a we've got a good tag match. Um, it's FTR versus Matt Seidel and Dante Martin. Um, they start off the match with a lot of uh, quickness. The faces do. Um, you know, they're kind of bouncing around and staying away from FTR. FTR takes over with their sort of Smash Mouth style. Um, it's a lot of like really aggressive work. Uh, from FTR. I like their matches and I like Seidel and Martin in this. I, um, I'm i still not sure what Dante Martin is or what he's going to be, but he's young enough that like you, you, you know, you can go on a ride with him and you can sort of see he did a really good job of selling. And I feel like that's my number one gripe about a lot of the high flyers in this company is that they don't do that. But he landed a move about like three or four minutes into this and he got up to play to the crowd, but then he tripped and then he got back up again and then he tripped as if he was so tired and hurt that like, 
you know, he was selling. That's what I'm saying. Like it was, it was a good sell job from Dante Martin, which I don't know if I remember seeing him sell very well before, but if he's, if it's something he's working on, uh, bravo, he did good in this match. Well, um, he did well, but I feel like that's overselling because how old is the kid? I think he's like 21. So should he be really that tired and like hurt really when you think about it? I mean, he's only a kid, right? I mean, fuck. Yeah. I mean, listen, but I'll take overselling over underselling every day of the week. That's true. That's true. Unless you're Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Shawn Michaels against Hulk Hogan. Yeah. That was ridiculous. The best display of fucking selling I've ever seen in my life, bro. Oh my god! And you just know as you're watching the match, like Hogan thinks it's great. Hogan's just like, "Yeah, he's really bumping for me, man. I, he must love me. He's he's really trying to get me over." It's like, and then uh, he figured out that he was fucking Hulk. getting ribbed the whole time, bro. Hulk, you're so stupid, <laughs> brother. Oh my god! Oh man, that's good though. That's good. I can that match never gets old, bro. I can laugh throughout that whole match. It, talk about losing a smile. You get your smile back after watching that match. That's a good one. It is a very good one. Um, FTR go over with the big rig. Um, like I said, this was a pretty good match here. Um, Seidel and Martin mostly sold. Um, you know, FTR were the, the heavies and the faces here. They got a couple of good, quick hope spots, but it never really they were never really threatening to win the match, and I don't think they should have either. Um, and I liked Punk again. Uh, he he said that he thinks FTR are the best in the business. I think he's not wrong. I, I I think they are the best tag team in wrestling. I mean, a lot of people will will agree with you, Chris. I mean, to me, yeah, look, they're they're definitely in the top three in all of professional wrestling, but they've been booked like shit in AEW. That's just yeah, my like problem, absolute you know? garbage. Yeah, they, garbage. They came in hot, and since then, they're just. I don't know. Yeah, they're just FTR. They they were just like fuck the revival, man. Fuck the revival. Fuck the revival. Shit. <sighs> you. I mean, damn. They said it, man. It just feels like that they brought him in so the Bucks, like, get their fucking win over him and win the tag titles and just destroy him, bro. Yeah. They well, they need they what they need is a real strong run with the belts. Like they need to. I don't know, like this. Uh, the fact that the Bucks held the 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 tag titles for so long upsets me because they're terrible, and um, you know th- that's exactly the kind of run that FTR needs with the belts. They need to just beat the shit out of everybody for like a year. I, I agree, absolutely. And you know what, dude? They do come across as kind of being frustrated. I mean, look at their faces, man. They look like they don't even want to be there in a way. Look, I'm probably wrong, but that's just the impression I'm getting. Well, they definitely look aggressive in there, and it looks like part of it is maybe that they're, like, getting out some of their aggression when they're in the ring. Oh, yeah, they're stiff. They're they're fucking being stiff, motherfuckers. They're throwing a few potatoes, that's for sure. For sure. Um, Speaking of potatoes, um, everything after this next entrance was a potato. Uh, the lights go out. Malachi Black makes his way to the ring in his Leshen gear. Um, and I loved, like, listen, this entrance was great, especially because yeah. the commentary laid the fuck out. Shut up yeah, when cool. this guy's coming to the ring, okay? 
You'd never, you never heard people fucking talking about, oh, coming up next, we've got blah, 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 while the Undertaker's <laughs> gong was hitting. You did not hear that because the entrance is over. You shut up and lay out, right? I agree. Absolutely. 100% agree, man. I mean, so, shit. So that was good. Um, everything that happened after that sucked. Um, Black takes the mic. He says, uh, House of Black members rise. Uh, there's a traitor in our midst. And he points out Rosario Dawson, who hmm. is an actress who was right. standing ringside wearing a Cody Rhodes jacket. Um, Rosario Dawson jumps the guardrail and then proceeds to kind of get in Black's face. And um, no, no. Your dangerous, <laughs> demonic, tattooed devil man should not be backing down to Rosario Dawson. Yeah, also, that's true, man. he turned around because Cody was coming down the ring, coming down to the ring, and then she jumped on his back and was choking him. Again, no, this is not <laughs> how you use celebrities. It's okay if you want to have celebrities on the show, but no. Hell no. And was it just no. me or did Cody get like no fanfare? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that. Like, listen, I think he got a pop when he first showed up, like for the first second. But I didn't hear it. I really this didn't. Went, this went flat real quick. Like, and yeah, I was I mean, watching shit. it. I was watching it and I was legitimately thinking like, okay, here's these two guys in their suits, right? And they're, and they're fighting. You know what it reminded me of? It literally reminded me of like when your two drunk ass uncles were at hmm. the wedding and got mad at each other and started fist fight with, with each other. Right? Like <laughs> yeah. Drunk ass uncles are just like, you've never fucking respected me, man. Fuck you. And then they just <laughs> start fucking, Fuck you, man. I'll fucking kick your ass. And then they just start brawling in the middle of the wedding. And as I'm oh, thinking shit. that punk goes... Well, I've, I haven't seen two guys dressed this good beating the shit out of each other since <laughs> the last family reunion. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the same fucking level here, CM Punk. It must well, be the shoes. It must be. <laughs> it must definitely be the shoes. Yeah. No, so anyway, that they went to commercial off of that. And I was just like, this went flat really fast. And I mean, the crowd was almost silent as these two guys were like brawling and it was just like this is bad whatever whatever you did here it didn't work well dude i was pretty much i had my shit pretty loud i've got a pretty banging fucking surround sound system dude and i didn't hear shit right yeah like seriously i, I, I don't know if i missed it uh, i mean I, I just didn't hear nothing for when cody came out man yeah, like I think I heard like a little bit of like, a, oh, there's Cody, kind of, you know, like one of those pops. But yeah, then it was like, cool. Yeah, then then it was like, exactly. And this segment lasted for like three minutes with them brawling in the crowd. And it was like, it was like two seconds of, oh, hey, there's Cody. And then it was like the entire crowd just going, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> for the next, for the next, Two minutes and fifty-five seconds. It was just like, eh, 
Okay. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uncle <laughs> Cody, Uncle Malachi, can you just take it outside? Like, yeah, Uncle Malaka, please. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So that was crap. <clears throat> what happened next was not crap. As we come back from commercial, Dan Lambert is in the ring. Oh. I'm going to quote to you what he said. Because please it was do. Fucking fantastic. It was fantastic <laughs> indeed. Right. He says, <clears throat> quote, you know, when I was younger, if you wanted to know which wrestlers are the most popular, you go out to the merchandise stand and you see what was selling. But if you do that in AEW shows and all you learn about this fan base is that you love the wrestlers so much because every single T-shirt is sold out in men's small and women's extra large. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lambert, oh, God bless man. you. <laughs> okay, that's the first half of the promo. Here comes the next half, okay? Quote, if the truth hurts a little too much, cover up your fragile little ears for the next 60 seconds, <laughs> and I promise you, we'll return to your regularly scheduled programming, at which time you can watch some 5'8", 148-pound oh, dork throw 22 <laughs> super kicks, climb all three levels to the highest balcony of the building, do a backflip back on the way down to the floor, crashing through six tables onto his lifeless opponent, who will then kick out at the count of two, and you morons will go crazy. Oh, fuck it, I mean, oh. I mean, that's another one, dude. That, that, that deserves a round of applause. I mean, seriously, that was he lying? <laughs> was he fucking lying? Let's be real. He was not lying. Where's the lie? Where's the lie? Where's the lie? <laughs> Where? He's he's telling the fucking truth, peeps. I mean, Jesus Christ. Tell me, but you know what? You he came out with a badass fucking set of fighters, bro. Oh, uh, dude, he had fucking he had Arlovsky and Junior with him. I was like, well, nobody's getting in the fucking ring for a shoot. Like, yeah. well, apparently fucking next week we could be getting that, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, Jake Hager would get murdered by both of those guys. And I mean, right now, like, those yeah, guys right are now, not right. in their prime. They'd still fucking eat Jake Hager alive. Man, I mean, they're two legends. I mean, I, I was never the biggest fan of Valoski, right? He just wasn't mm. my type of fighter. But Junior DeSantos, bro, please. Yeah, he was he was a lot of fun to watch, man. Absolutely. Um, and Arlovsky was like a knockout or get knocked out type guy, so I always knew it was you were in for a good show with him, you know. Oh well, absolutely, man. I mean, he's a big, bad, mean Belarusian man. Mm -hmm. The pit bull. Um. Anyways, uh, am I wrong, or is is Dan Lambert basically just playing Jim Cornette? Yeah, pretty much. You're not wrong. And you know what? I dare say he plays even better than Jim Cornette. This dude, I mean, he's dropping pipe bombs legitly week in, week out, putting in the best promos of the evening every time. When you really think about it, I mean, shit, he ain't lying. He's telling the truth. And it's good to know that AEW seem in tune with social media and the internet in general because... They clearly know what's being said, man, and and they're using it to their advantage. And why not? Yeah, no, absolutely. I love this. And, uh, you know, if you got somebody who can cut a promo that well, 
you let them cut a promo. And uh, if, you, if you've got somebody else who can who can stick with him on the mic, you put them out. And uh, they did that here. Trish Jericho comes out. He's always been good on the mic. Uh, Lambert cuts the music. Um, says the people don't even know the words to the song. They're looking it up on their phones, to which the crowd uh, basically finishes the song. Uh, Jericho says, well, I'm... Cool. Yeah, which was I thought it was a good spot, and then I I did kind of love that Jericho was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, Dan. Uh, nobody knows the words to your theme song because I don't know if I'm a fat faced dipshit really uh, <laughs> caught on that well." Uh, which of course got a fat faced dipshit crowd chant from the crowd, which was wonderful. Um, it was great, man. I love this segment, dude. One of the best oh, segments of the night. It was wonderful. I mean. It was great on on every on every level, really. Uh, Jericho goes on to say that uh, you know all these guys from American Top Team are here. He wants to know uh, between Orlovsky and Junior, which one's on top. <laughs> Oof. that Stiff. was pretty fucking. That, that was a zing. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think he's probably lucky that Junior does not understand English. Like, <laughs> uh, oh come on, man! He can speak half decent English. Yeah, come on. Man. Kenny. Uh, you know what? Come on. It's like, you know, come say, come say, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Lambert asks for the circle and uh, the American top team dudes uh, next week in New York. This was a really good promo battle between two guys who were really excellent on the mic. I, I was impressed. Oh, man. I- I'm. I'm I'm always impressed by Lambert and Jericho. Man, he held his own. It mate, seriously, like I mean, this this was one entertaining segment. I mean, and I I dare say it was probably the most entertaining segment of the night. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of good stuff tonight, but I think you're right. I think like just Dan Lam- Dan Lambert is is is. I mean, he's you and me personified for fuck's sake in this in this Come fucking. On promo he's like oh god the 22 super kicks i was like yeah 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 it's true it's fucking true but i love it man it's it's fucking awesome i mean clearly he was a professional wrestling fan you know all his life i mean clearly oh yeah he gets he he gets wrestling he absolutely does get wrestling man he really does yeah um all right well uh Coming up next here, we've got uh, a wrestling match. Yeah, I'm struggling because yeah. it's like it's like is it a wrestling match or is this a training session? Because it's uh, Jade Cargill and uh, Layla Hirsch, mm-hmm. and Cargill looks like a million bucks, and oh, she can God. cut a pretty decent promo. Dude, she's a specimen. Sure, she's green as fuck in the ring still, but that's yeah. okay, man, because she's got that it factor about it dude i mean she's got the fattest abs i've ever seen and i mean that in a great way in a female bro those fucking abs are like pieces of fucking meat like i mean like literally like they're huge bro no she's yeah she's physically very impressive my god and she's a fucking good looking chick too man so she impresses me, dude. She's just – I think she's the future of the women's division over there in AEW and quite possibly the future of women's wrestling in general, dude, if she gets her in-ring work fucking right. Right, which I think was the point of a match like this. 
um, because while it was sloppy and there were definitely like a bunch of moments where people who have watched a lot of wrestling are looking at it and going, ooh, that looked ugly. Um, both of these women actually worked really hard out there tonight. Like, I, I got to say, like, to both of them, like, you guys put in your fucking work tonight. You know what I mean? Like, um, it seemed like it was more of a training session than an actual wrestling match. But I don't, I don't know. I just feel like I, I don't want to be disrespectful to these two women because I feel like uh, Hirsch is actually really good in the ring. And I feel like Cargill is doing what she needs to to get better, which is having good matches or like, you know, hard matches. But I feel like is is TV on your biggest show the place to put your training matches? I just am not sure. You know what, man? And I'll be honest, right? I thought this was the wrong matchup also. I just did, I didn't think they clicked well. Maybe like, you know, Hirsch was a bit too sh like short. I felt Cargill. like that too. It just it did. It came across like that, mate. It made Cargill look a bit awkward, which she is. She's green as fuck. Like Mike fucking pointed out. You know what I mean? She looks like a million bucks, but she wrestles like ten bucks, which is fucking true. You know what I mean? And Hirsch can yeah. work, but that's it really. I mean, what else is there to her? She's Russian. She's supposed to be some little midget badass. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And they've already got a bunch of like I can't talk, but I'm good in the ring type, like people. Right. Which uh, again, true. like I think that Layla Hirsch is is a is a totally she is a hand, and I know that people like She's think that that's disrespectful. It's not disrespectful. Like Dean Malenko was a hand. Okay. <laughs> um, you know Chris Benoit for the first what couple of years in WCW anyway was a good hand. You know what I mean? They right. were people who you could you could count on to put on a really good match and they could get a decent match out of just about anybody. And I feel like Layla Hirsch got a decent match out of Jade Cargill, but she is really green. And I just don't know if this would have been better off on a dark, you know? Yeah, definitely a dark match. I yeah. agree. And I mean the dark match for the show, not for an actual real dark match, but you get my gift, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, still very impressed with both of those women. I, I'm not, I'm not trying to talk shit. I, they, they're both good no, wrestlers not. or like Jade has a lot of potential, but um, I, I don't need to see people training to be wrestlers on primetime. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it should have been a showcase for Cargill. I mean, an absolute squash. And that's what I mean by the yes. wrong matchup as well. But mm -hmm. we got a training match instead. Yeah, which is fine, I guess. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on here because uh, we've got Punk – He's doing like an on-camera thing, and then Taz comes out, gets in Punk's face. Uh, Punk kind of slowly walks towards him and Hook, and just from the camera angle, you know that Powerhouse Hobbs is about to jump him. Like you're like, "Where's Hobbs? Where's Hobbs? Where's Hobbs?" Yeah. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Hobbs is growing on me, dude. I truly think he's he's one of the guys that's truly the future of AEW, man. If booked right. I think he's got something. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he's got a he's got a good look. He's aggressive, hard hitting in the ring. Um yeah, if he can develop any kind of promo skills, I think you're right. I think he could be a serious contender in the future. 
Look, man, he's not that bad on the mic. They just don't really let him fucking say much, though. Mm. You know what I mean? But, hey, man, look, it is what it is. But I, I, I truly think he's he, he's got something about him, man. Absolutely. Well, he made a statement without saying anything tonight as they, they jump Punk. Uh, they take him over to the table and they choke slam Punk on the table. It doesn't break. And all I'm thinking about is Ryback, Ryback, Ryback. God, please <laughs> do not feed me more right back. Oh, God. Um, I hope Punk's okay legitimately because that looked like <laughs> that would have hurt. Yeah, me. he did. He fucking did look like it hurt him, dude. The way he was selling that shit, he was selling a bit too good, man, because <laughs> it really did look like he hurt. I mean, shit, he ain't no spring chicken anymore, fellas. Yep. <sighs> Sorry. Um. Yeah, <sighs> well... I don't know. To me, it's just kind of fell flat. I'm not really interested in Taz versus Punk. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happen, it proves. I, the, it, no, but I mean, like, versus, you know what I'm saying? Like, Taz's group versus Punk. Uh, it's something for Punk to do, bro. That's pretty much what they do. I know, but I mean, if, if Punk beats Hobbs, who cares? And Hobbs isn't right. going to beat Punk, is he? I hope so, because then what's the point of this shit? I... Just to keep him busy, which to me, how do you not have, how do you not, like when Punk comes into your fucking company, how do you not instantly have like a year's worth of fucking story to tell? Right. But it just seems like they actually don't know what to do with him just yet. And to be fair, they kind of booked themselves into a corner. And and we've said this a million times on the skirmish, but they kind of have because they're obviously going to wait it out, you know what I mean, with Kenny and fucking Brian Danielson. And then, you know, maybe Punk can slot himself in. I don't know, but fucking, they're just playing the waiting game. I would have gone into a good big storyline with him and Hangman Page, even even if Hangman loses. But I'll, get, I'll give Hangman the win against a Punk. Yes and yes. Yeah, I'll take both of those things. Give me the program. Give me the Page win. Absolutely. All right. Well, next up here, we've got an insert promo from Sean Spears. Um, he's the chairman. <laughs> so is he la chairman now? Like, not la parka, but like uh, la chairman. He's, I don't, he's L, la, the, he's Sean Spears. I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> the whole thing is dumb. He says he's coming for Darby. And then mm-hmm. he makes his entrance. And then... Darby comes out uh, God. Uh, for a match. <clears throat> cool. Cool. <laughs> it was yeah. fucking, man. Sean Spears should just fucking retire already. He's dead. He's done. And to think he was the perfect 10 and over like Rover in WWE at one stage to this shit. I don't know who's at but, fault here, man, but he seems fine with taking jobs to absolutely everybody, man. Yeah, and... I honestly, I'm going to say the same thing we said last week about Brian Cage. Like, people need to learn how to say, yeah, that doesn't work for me, brother. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> and I, I know that, I know that AEW wants to, like, not do the WWE thing and have every match end on a technicality. And I agree with them that that's not good for business to have everything end in a technicality. 
but you actually didn't have to pin Sean Spears in this match. Like you could have had, you could have had it play out exactly the way it did. And then at the end, as, um, as Darby's going up for the coffin drop, uh, Tully trips him, he falls down. And then the referee calls for the bell. It's a disqualification, right? You both guys get to keep some, strength there right because darby was about to win and sean spears didn't get pinned do you know what i mean so you you but doing this the way that they did it just kind of took away any positive that spears could have taken away from this and darby allen i don't know man i'm getting tired of these matches where he sells 90 percent of the time and then he does one big comeback and wins i'm i don't know I mean, it seems to me like him and Orange Cassidy have the same problem for me. They do the exact same fucking match every single time. Yeah, I mean, fuck. I mean, I I feel for him, dude, but I just don't know where you go with him anymore. I, yeah, I don't know. I guess they're going to go into a, a feud with. The pinnacle, except that it's the pinnacle without their leader because their leader apparently has to fight Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, right. Who, mind you, Brian Pillman Jr., I mean, yeah, Brian Pillman Jr. is absolutely going to get annihilated, man. I mean, it'll be a yeah, good match, don't no, we, It'll right. be an even match, but he's going to lose anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he needs to. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Darby picks up the win with the coffin drop. FTR get in the ring afterwards. They beat up Sting and Darby. Uh, Tully goes to goes so far as to wipe the face paint off of Sting. I thought that was kind of a cool little spot. Um, yeah. Okay, like the so the Pinnacle members stand tall as the crowd chants "asshole." So the point of this segment, like the story that you're trying to tell with this segment, is. The Pinnacle are aggressive, they're heels, and they're dastardly. They'll do really, really bad shit when they get the upper hand. So why did Sean Spears have to take the pin? Beats me, brother. I mean, shit. Either he's not politicking right, or he's just happy to be there and just taking every L left, right, and center, man. I mean, he can't even decide between, like, tights, and like long tights, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, uh, and I actually liked his look that he had when he had the long tights. I thought that no, me too. Pretty, I thought that was a pretty cool look, honestly. And you know what, man? He's even bigger now in AEW. He never used to be that big in WWE. In AEW, he comes across legitly like a mean dude. Like you could do a lot of damage, but I'm sorry, this dude is a jobber, man. And yeah, I know he's a fellow Canadian, Chris. And I was a fan of his too. Mm-hmm. But man, we need Ty Dillinger back, it seems, and not this Sean Spears. Yeah, he needs better booking. He needs to, I mean, he needs to go on a sustained crazy? winning spree. <laughs> yeah. He needs to yeah. go on a sustained winning spree, or like he needs to get a big win against somebody. Like, even if it's an underhanded thing, that's the thing I don't understand about this fucking company, man. Heels can get their heat. By taking a win through cheating. And as long as you don't overdo it, it doesn't fucking bury the the faces. Like, let's say next week it's Cody against Sean Spears. And 
you know, Cody's getting the upper hand. It looks like he's going to get the win. Malachi Black comes out. He distracts him. There's a chair shot from Tully on the outside. And uh, Sean Spears gets the win. You don't bury Cody. Like, Cody doesn't look like shit after that. You're like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> fuck. Like, he got hit with a fucking chair. He got distracted. There was all this other shit going on. You know what I mean? Of course, yeah. Like, you you don't have to bury the fucking face to get a heel a win. Yeah, well, this is AEW, bro. Yeah, true enough. <laughs> Booker of the year. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, speaking of which, um, Tony is in the ring to interview the American Dragon. Um, <laughs> Grail. I, just, I think it's kind of cool, the American Dragon gimmick. No, no, it yeah. is. It is, it yeah. is, dude. And you know what? He's overlocked Rover because he clearly got the pop of the night. And yeah. he looked fucking legitly happy to be there. And I couldn't help but notice that he was actually sort of giddy, like with Kenny. Like, as in, like, he seems almost gassed at the opportunity. You know what I mean? Which I'm yeah, looking like forward he's to. He's legitimately looking forward to the match. Absolutely. Which I'm worried about, too, mind you. Because Kenny ain't no slouch, man. And if you want someone that can go, like, just as hard as you, well, man, <laughs> Kenny he is that man. Yep. Yep. Um, and also, I think Jargo had pointed this out before. Like, most of Kenny's major offensive moves are focused on the neck. So, yeah. Ugh, it's going to be, it's be nerve wracking to watch. But I think that they did a pretty good job of that with the Christian match, too, because, you know, we're all worried about Christian's head, right? So, right. Absolutely. It's true. Yeah, man. I mean, Kenny's a fucking, the, I mean, say what you want about him. But that guy can just about work with anybody, man. And he can carry him too if he has to. Yeah, I mean, he's he is a very competent professional wrestler. And if he's in there with the right person, he can be excellent. So I'm really hoping that him and Brian Danielson are – yeah, that's right. Fuck. Now, see, I'm, I'm getting it right and I'm still being like, fuck, I got that wrong. Brian – Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega can legitimately have like a match of the year type of match. Wow, for sure, dude. I mean, damn, I I can't see this match sucking at all, dude. I, I'm actually, I actually can't wait for this match next week. Yeah, it's gonna be super good. Um, Don Callis interrupts. Uh, he comes down with Kenny. For some reason, Kenny Omega seemed to be trying to eat his shirt. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing and pointing that out too. I don't know if it's ego or if it's just a little, you know, on the poofy side. But, um, like, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe he was yeah. hungry. It was goofy as fuck anyway. Um, dude, he's a, he's a fucking – he's the illest kind around, dude. Come on. He's he's a weird fucking guy, and I say that as a winner. <laughs> All right, all right, I'll give you that, man. He's kind of weird. He's kind of but a hey. weird guy. <laughs> Everybody calls him weird too, man, even his own peers, man. Look, ask Gallows and Anderson what they think of Kenny. They love Kenny, but he's a bit of a weirdo, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Danielson a couple of times tells Callus to shut the hell up, um, which is great. Anytime someone tells Callus to shut up, I'm just like, ding, yes. Um, oh, I agree. He even says he'll take a non-title match. He just wants to be able to get in the ring. He says that he hasn't been impressed with Kenny Omega so far in AEW. 
ding, ding, ding. Thanks for coming. Um, we're in agreement on that one. Brian says, I don't know what it is about what it is about you, Kenny. Maybe you've lost a step, but I think you've just lost your balls. Oof. Yeah. Another doom. <laughs> that was yep. a good line. It was a great line, man. But I couldn't help but notice that Kenny looked, you know, a, few, a couple of inches fucking bigger than fucking uh, Daniel. I mean, Brian Danielson. Got to get used to that still. Well, yeah, like Brian is a smaller guy for sure. And Kenny Omega is like six foot, six one. Like he's not. Yeah, one, six foot, six one. Yeah, round about yeah. there. Yeah, he's like a normal size guy. And Brian is a slightly smaller than average. I mean, for a wrestler <laughs> anyway. I don't know. Oh, he's way smaller than average then. Yeah. <laughs> well, then again, it is today's 2021 wrestling, which is about the height. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, he still, I'm sure, looks like a monster next to the Young Bucks. So, um, oh, definitely. <laughs> speaking of which, they weren't on the show tonight, and I just got to say, this was a good show. True. I never. I didn't even notice. I didn't notice that they weren't around. And thank Christ they weren't. Yeah, it was a good show. Anytime you guys want to have the Young Bucks take the night off, you're probably going to hear me say it was a good show. <laughs> throwing that out there. Um, Kenny agrees to the match. Callus doesn't like it. That's where the segment ends. So I'm really looking forward to this match. I'm sure the first one will like end with some shenanigans or something, but once they actually get down to having like trying to put on a classic, I think that these guys have the potential to have a really, really good match. Yeah, well, definitely, man. I mean, these two could possibly have the match of the year. Yep. I, that's, that's what I'm expecting out of them, to be honest with well, you. So am I. So am I, man. And that's what I'm worried about too, because if it doesn't deliver, oof. Yep. Um, exactly. Speaking of uh, not delivering, um, Miro's up next. He agrees to beat the shit out of Fuego del Sol on Friday. Um, yeah, I Fuego I'm del Sol is not. just gonna get beaten to death, and um, I don't I mean, know. why is this even still a thing? Why I don't, exactly. Is- Exactly. Move on. There's more interesting things you can do with Miro. Why are we still doing Fuego del fucking Soul? Because they've booked themselves into a corner, Chris. I mean, it's clear as day now. They don't know what to fucking do because they got too many motherfuckers around now. Yeah. No, they do. They just have too many fucking people around. Uh, all right. We're getting the main event, and I don't understand why it's the main event. <sighs> yeah. It's uh, it's Eddie and Moxley. Almost, right, and I was almost cursing that there was a main event. I thought the Brian and fucking Kenny thing was a good way to just end it, but I guess not. I think you're right. I think that was the way to end it. But anyway, uh, Eddie and Mox versus 2.0. I literally, here's my first thing under it. Why is this a main event? Who is 2.0? Does anyone care even a little bit about this match? And Dude, these little punks have been on numerous main events, mind you. These are not even their first. I don't know what TK sees in them. Either they suck good dick or 
I don't know, bro. Because I don't see I, it. Yeah, I don't like these guys must have come in and just been like, TK, we're gonna level with you. We'll give you better blow jobs than the young bucks. Ooh. <laughs> At least the Bucks are EVPs. They don't need to blow anyone's fucking dick unless they're losing their jobs. But then again, they blow each other's dick. So <laughs> that's true. Or at least that's what it looks like on the cover of their book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Lost. Kill them. <laughs> yeah. I, we're just pointing the shit out, man. Um, all right. Um, I'm going to say uh, one more time for the kids all the way in the back. Machine gun shops are garbage. <laughs> They're garbage. Don't oh, do that. Shit. Just no. No, just no. Watch Chris Benoit matches. That's how you chop. <laughs> That's what you call an inspirational type of wrestler. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, if if Eddie Kingston ever would have tried to do those fucking shitty chops in a match against Chris Benoit, literally, I think Chris Benoit would have thrown him in the corner and been like, no, oh, here's a God. chop. Ooh boy, that's what I'm, I'm telling you, dude. Yeah, it's true, man. But you know what? Kingston gave some fucking nice chops, dude. He did eventually, yeah. Like, this match wasn't bad. I just, every time he does those fucking machine gun chops, I'm just like, ugh. This looks <laughs> like, so ugh. bad. Well, like, dude, like, we're, we're watching people in wrestling, even today. Let's forget about Chris Benoit and Ric Flair. Volta. Right. Oh, in a Quite world possibly. where Volter exists, don't do right. machine gun chops. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true, man. Speaking of Volter, where the fuck is he, man? Did, can you see him? Uh, I'm hearing his contract's running out, surely. Do you see him coming over to AEW or will WWE lock him down? I don't know. I Like, here's the thing, right? Picture yourself as a young professional wrestler right now. Okay, Jimmy? You're, right. you know early 30s right no wish right so you're you're in your early 30s or your late 20s or whatever right and um you've got two choices right you can go to wwe where everyone is currently leaving right everybody is fucking leaving there i mean i i i was i was listening to a podcast today and they were saying that kevin owens contract is coming up he he changed his fucking twitter like location to almost there so don't tell yeah, me he's, he's resigning. Okay. Oh, no, nah, he's so gone, he, So dude. he left. Bray Wyatt <laughs> left. Braun Strowman <laughs> left. Uh, CM Punk. Daniel Bryanson. Uh, Dan- Daniel Bryanson. <laughs> For fuck's sakes. Um, you know what I'm talking about. The fucking American oh, Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> all these guys are leaving, and they're all signing with AEW, right? They all know that they're probably going to make a little less money at AEW. But every single person who's going over there is saying, wow, like life is just happier over here than it was on the other side. So if you're a young pro wrestler, right? And keep in mind, Vince McMahon and, you know, Brother Love just took over NXT. You've got the chance to either go to NXT for a couple of years and then maybe see what they do with you, maybe make the main roster or... You can go over to AEW. Where are you going? And make a little less money, but you can go to AEW. Where are you going? Yeah, no, nah, that's true, man. I'll, I'll be jumping over to the fucking to the TK side. That's for sure. 
I mean, shit, yeah, you can walk I'm 11 even... PK. <laughs> no. I mean, dude, and listen, like, like our audience knows who I am. I'm not the guy who's like on TK's nuts. I think he's an awful fucking booker. But <laughs> like, do I trust Vince McMahon with my fucking career? No. Oof. Fuck no, dude. Fuck if I'm a no. young wrestler right now, I'm looking over at Karrion Cross and I'm going, <laughs> no, it ain't happening to me. Fuck that. Dude. Look at Karrion Cross. We've got Axe, Smash, Crush, and Cross, bro. Ugh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm, t- <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. And with, but then again, I have been saying this past week. Do you know who Cross reminds me of right now? What they're trying to go at? Who's that? Remember Sean O'Hare's Devil's Advocate sort of character? Ah, yeah. Well, that's exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what they're starting to do with Cross, man. If they stick, if they stick to it, I can see it. I, I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude, it's a complete ripoff of Sean O'Hare's Devil's Advocate uh, persona. I'm telling you, dude, just, just even search it out, man. Check it out. You will know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I remember, like, I, I and I actually love those. Uh, again, like, we've talked about Sean O'Hare a couple of times on the show. Absolutely, loved Sean yeah. O'Hare. Really. I mean, it's a shame the way That was somebody dropping gone, the too. fucking ball. That was somebody yep. dropping the ball, absolutely, because Sean O'Hare was physically sad, one of the best, one of the best prospects in wrestling in the last 40 years, Sean O'Hare. And I'm not. That's not hyperbole. Oh, for sure. Like in the last 40 oh, years, he was one of the best prospects in wrestling. No. He really was, man. I, and I know some people out there will be like, you guys are tripping. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, no, we're not. Believe me when we tell you that. It might have taken him a long time to find his niche, but he was well on the way. But he so got screwed by WWE. They treated him like shit, Man, and dude. that devil's advocate gimmick, he seemed so natural in the part, too. Natural, right. Like, yep. Ugh. It's sad, dude, and it pisses me off because he ends up killing himself, which is even more sad. And, like, really, WWE? Come on, guys. Come on, Vinny. Yeah. Yep, and all because probably Triple H was like, oh, his traps are bigger than mine. Bury him. Oh, I, I've heard rumors that, uh, well, not about the traps, but it was – it was, you know, Hunter Hearst Helmsley himself trying to, like, you know, get him the Ugh. fuck out. <laughs> oh, I know, it's sad, dude. Fucking shovel. <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and even Mike Awesome, I felt the same way about, man. Could have been a way bigger deal than what he was betrayed as. And he's another one that unfortunately committed suicide. I mean,. Mike Awesome, think about the way that he was physically, right? The way that he could He was a machine, bro. Fuck yeah, and man. He was he so had underrated, some man. Charisma. And he had some he charisma did, man. when he talked. They gave him uh, like listen, like, okay, I like Vince Russo. I'm not just trying to shit on Vinny Russo, but it's like yeah, but that chick thriller thing was just garbage. Like, really. Fat chick thriller and the seventies guy, that's Ugh. the fucking gimmicks you like, come on. I wonder why you know well, you wonder why he killed himself. Shit. And I mean uh, that with all due respect. <laughs> you know what I mean? But why the fuck would they turn a big bad fucking dude who was violent as fuck into the fat cheek thriller seventies guy? Like what the fuck? 
<laughs> like I, even till this day, I think really. Honestly, oh, well. take Lash Larue and have him be the fat chick. Oh. That's fine. That's Lash fine. Larue or Lenny Lane even. Yeah, have Lenny Lane be that seventies guy. Or cool. Viano fucking number four. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, oh, fuck. Anyone but or fucking Evan Mike Courageous. Walker. Even right. Evan Courageous, even though he's a fellow Greek, but fuck Evan Courageous. <laughs> We're going deep on the WCW digs right now. There's like we a are, number of people who are like, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> you had to be there, bro. You had to be there. Yeah, you had to, man. We, we're starting to show our age now, Chris. Jeez. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, Kingston and Mox, they win with a combination of what looked like an exploder and a clothesline. Yep. Eh, fine. I think they overdo the exploder suplex in AEW. Oh, my world. God. Especially Kingston, though, man. It's like he just discovered that move. He's like, I like it, and just starts doing it all the time. Mm, yeah. No, it, it worked too okay with in the match with Miro, but, yeah, it's like – Right. Too many – too many exploders and too many fucking Saitos, man. Absolutely. Um, too many Saitos, too many Chichitos, too many Suzukis. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> hey. out comes Minoru Suzuki. Uh, I, I think that's right. Um, he comes down to brawl with Moxley. Archer beats up Kingston. And that's sort of how they end the night. I know right. that you care about this. I don't care about it. I do. So, I do. This is the okay. fucking – I liked it. I liked it, man. I mean, hey, I'm a big Minoru Suzuki fan. I'm a big fan of fucking Suzuki-gun. And to see him and fucking Archer, who's part of Suzuki-gun, even though they're not part of the same company per se, but still part of the clan and the crew, I liked it, dude. I'm looking forward to this little fucking matchup. But damn, Suzuki looked beat up after fucking what Moxley did to him last week. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely looked like he got his ass kicked a little bit, so. Ooh, boy, did he ever. But still, I was happy. Every time, anytime Suzuki comes down on my television, I'm happy, dude. Okay, well, great. I'm glad you were happy, Jim. Okay, um, clap, clap. I like the show. Like overall, I thought this was actually a really good episode of Dynamite. Um, again, just keep the young bucks off my TV screen, and you'll get some positivity. Honestly, I like. I have no time for those fucking guys and their bullshit matches. They are exactly what Dan Lambert described, and um, mm -hmm. I don't need to see them. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was a pretty good show. Like this was a really positive show. I like, you know, we've had a couple of good shows since we started doing this again. We've had a couple of really bad shows. I thought this was pretty good. I thought this might have been the best one since we started doing this uh, again. Oh, definitely since then, for sure. Nothing yeah. will top the all-out pay-per-view as fucking confusing as it was. But just for the fucking um, debuts, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But this Dynamite was great. If it was anywhere in, then joyousy, I think the crowd would have been a bit hotter, but it was still pretty hot. And I yeah. definitely enjoyed the show. But it won't compare till next week. I expect next week's Dynamite and Rampage to quite possibly be the two best shows of the year. Yeah, they're definitely pushing them as big deals, which makes me think that they're going to book them with some really good matches and some really heavy storylines, which... 
I'm looking oh. forward to. I always like the seriousness. I like when people can like have a really good, hard-hitting professional wrestling match that makes sense. And, you know, I like when AEW really goes balls to the wall because I feel like they always know how to get at least one really great thing on a show when they're really focused on it. So I'm looking forward oh, to next week. Sure. Definitely. I mean, they have announced a lot of big matchups too, dude. So, I mean, it's a stacked card for both Dynamite and Rampage. And in saying Rampage, next week is a two-hour Rampage, mind you. Hmm. Oh, well, so, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I guess we've got our work cut out next week, Chris. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll have to uh, we'll have to like stall for time. We'll talk about Canadian and uh, you know what? Yeah, we'll talk about Canadian and Australian politics for like twenty five minutes. We'll just completely <laughs> speaking of turn carnage. everyone off. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of carnage, it's true, mate. Fuck this country right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Fuck it. I'm I mean, over it. I mean, okay, hang bit. on. Hang on, let's make sure that nobody gets arrested. I'll say fuck nope. your prime minister and you say fuck my prime minister. How's that work? So you're saying if you fuck my prime minister, I can fuck yours? No, no, no. I'm just saying like so that we don't get arrested. So that we don't get arrested by the CPP. I mean the police. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll say the what's what's the name of your prime minister again? Uh, fucking ScoMo fucking Scott Morrison, dude. Okay, fuck yeah, Scott you, Morrison. Um, fuck you, man. Fuck Trudeau. How's that? There you go. Now we can't get arrested because we're not in the same countries where these people are, right? But yeah. but, but secretly, fuck Trudeau. Please. Let's, <laughs> like, I don't care. We can go green for all I give a shit. Just get this fucking idiot out. 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 Like, in, in Greek, we say exor. Exor. Out. Just get Exo. the fuck out. Exo. And we're not talking about Exo politics, all right? <laughs> but it's true, man. Fuck these guys. I mean, I hope it, dude, we don't even have elections. These guys, you can call Australia the People's Republic of fucking Australia right now, dude. Ugh. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Maybe I'll get arrested. Shit. But Shit. hey, man, it is what it is. Shit. It's one of those ones, bro. For real. Mm. For real, man. But hey, if it wasn't for fucking Dynamite, Chris. And if it wasn't for the skirmish, I don't know where I'd be right now. Just Fuck off in skirmish. a corner somewhere, crying about fucking politics and the ridiculousness. Yep. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're gonna take off. Thanks everybody for listening. Like I said, it was a really good episode of Dynamite. Um, we love you so much. Please make sure you like, share, and subscribe, and follow us, and check us out on all the pod and all the platforms that we're on. Um, Jimmy, what do you say? What do you got to say, bud? Well, like you just touched on, like like Chris said, please like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com for all our shows and everything thereabouts. But more importantly, please like and subscribe at at hittingthemarks.com where you'll find all of us there too. And in fact, I'll be on hitting the marks this Saturday with with Dr. Michael Jago, and also look out for me tonight or should I say tomorrow morning, like your time, where I'll be on the Hamid Media Group or Hamid Media Network. We, you know, what, what's it called? Light the Fuse. Where I'll be talking My about God, this. My you're everywhere, time. Jimmy. I am, dude. It's fucking crazy. I've recorded so many shows in fucking record times. I, I don't know what's going on anymore, dude. 
But uh, yeah, man, we're in demand, bro. It's it's crazy. Right on, bro. Well, uh, oh, yeah. and before we go, also please like and subscribe at the PW Hustle, just quietly because the skirmish is also on the hustle. So, man, we're everywhere, bro. We're worldwide, baby. Bang bang. <laughs> yeah, bang bang. <laughs> it's all about the boom. That's right. But in saying that, Chris, I'm Jimmy T. He's Chris Sams, and you've been listening to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish right here at hittingthemarksnetwork.podbean.com. Peace. Peace.